Welcome to Coffee Break with K.A. and Dana. We're brought to you by the Lesbian Talk Show. I'm K.A., a lesbian romance author, and in my past life, a counselor and a social worker. And I'm Dana, an avid reader, coffee connoisseur, recovering alcoholic, and a graduate of the School of Hard Knocks. Grab a cup of coffee, pull up a chair, and join us for a meaningful conversation from a lesbian perspective. So, um, you're in the driver's seat today, pal. Um, Knowing so much more about this topic than I do, we're talking about meditation and maybe a little bit about Buddhism um, and that it's good for you. Absolutely. Um, It's been the one saving grace with my um, over-the-top anxiety And, um, you know, it's not a tool for everyone, but I think everyone could benefit from it if they were to try it. And it's called a practice. I mean, there's some days I can only sit still for like two minutes and that's, that's it. But there are other days that I'm able to sit for 15, 20 minutes. And those are the days that go better than the other days, because I am not all hijacked up by my emotions on those days. Okay. Okay. So, so you'll just see how, um, (laughs) how many stupid questions I can ask in one episode. Okay. So I have never done it. Maybe, maybe once in a psychology class when they made us try, but I really didn't do it. I kind of planned something for the next hour. I did something with my mind, but it was not clearing it. You um, didn't follow the rules? Well, I did. I looked like I was following. <laughs> I, I looked like I was following. Um, but, you know, uh, and it's not that I can't sit quietly. So let, let me just see what stupid questions I can ask. Okay. So you're talking about sitting. Just yes. sitting. Just sitting. So you always do it sitting. I do my morning meditation sitting. I do my sleep meditations um, at night in bed. To okay, so you can do it in other positions. Oh, yeah. You can do it however you want to do it. There's no rules. So Well, now I heard a rule just a moment ago. You have to sit still or lay still or well, hold still. It helps. It's, it's not hard and fast, but it helps because it's, it's easier to stay focused when you're still. Okay, can, so, so if you're not still, can you do it while you're jogging? Uh, yeah, there's, there's running meditations and walking meditations that you can get. I know Audible has one. I just downloaded it. I haven't used it. It's a walking meditation, but it seems pretty legit. Okay, so... Stupid question number two just kind of got answered. So your mind isn't exactly clear. You're using some kind of a meditation that you follow. For me, a lot of times I just do the breathing exercise, and that's an easy one for people to try. You inhale to four, hold it for five, and exhale to six. And you just do that over and over again. 
And it's amazing how it will clear your mind of the clutter that they call it monkey brain that's going on, at least for me, inside my head. Okay, so you're listening to something while you do that? No. Or not? Uh, you can. Sitting. I don't. I just sit. Oh, you're just sitting quiet, counting breaths, kind of. Yep. I couldn't do that. Why? Well, because I'd count to like three and then I'd think about what I needed to get done. So maybe that's a good meditation for you to try for two minutes. Okay, so tell me what that would do for me. Let's just start there. What would that do for me? You know me. I know you. It, it lowers your anxiety. It lowers your blood pressure. And it helps you focus on what you need to do that day instead of the nine million things that you wake up with in your head. So how many breaths do I have to count? <laughs> How long two minutes takes you. Okay. So it's, it slows down as time goes on. Yes. It slows down, right? Right. And it's one of those things that anybody can do. It's called a meditation practice, not a meditation get it right the first time. I mean, like I said, I still have days when it's really hard for me to do my morning meditations. It just... Bottom, I just don't wanna is the bottom line. Um, but it to me it okay. Then I'm not putting it down, but to me, thinking about that, it almost seems like I don't know empty time, time I could be doing something else, kind of thing. Well, and I understand you're very busy, but I I think you can spare two minutes a day. Yeah, I wasn't arguing. That wasn't that wasn't an arguing. Oh, I can't. It was more of a why it might be hard to do it kind of an observation. Yeah. You know, and it's just one of those things that because the mind is so intrinsically linked with the breath, regulating the breath pattern is one of the easiest and most natural ways to influence the mind. It just it <laughs> I'm not going to say every time it takes care of my anxiety, but more times than not, it helps so I can function and not be curled up in a ball all day. Okay, so probably as your breathing slows, your anxiety reduces and you become more focused. Is that kind of the way it works? Yes, and your blood pressure goes down. So it helps your heart also. Okay. And, you know, so, as women... So when you, say you, when you say you meditate, it's two minutes counting breaths. Sometimes. And sometimes I can sit for 10, 15 minutes and, and just be still and let my mind be still. All right. Stillness, that is good for you. I mean, all kinds of research out there. If, to be still is good for you. There are some cultures that do that better than others. Um, we in the United States don't do it very well at all. We don't hold still. And when we do hold still, it's because we've got a device in one hand and we're watching um, another device somewhere else. Um, and probably have our homework on our lap yeah. or whatever. Well, and it kind of goes hand in hand with mindfulness, too. And there's been a lot of research on mindfulness. And, you know, when you're in the shower, be in the shower. When you're washing dishes, wash the dishes. That's a meditation, too. 
Being present in the moment. Yeah. Not multitasking. Right. So medi- meditation, I mean, part of it's kind of a philosophy right. uh, of life to pay attention to what's going on right now, what's in front of you, the person you're talking with, the thing that you're doing, breathing, whatever right. it is, to not split your attention. And this is and when you're done to move on. Yeah, and this is one place where I've really focused on here lately as is instead of listening to respond, I've been trying to listen just to listen to what people have to say. That I don't have to respond to everything. True. And, and that's part of being mindful. Well, that's the other thing we don't do very well is listen to each other. Right. Especially in the United States. And that's and so so basically this meditation piece of what we're going to talk about is just about slowing down. Mm-hmm. And and being where you're at. You know, when I when I'm in my office meditating, I am in my office meditating. You know, when I go to bed, I listen to whatever my wife has to say, and then I put my earbuds on and listen to a guided meditation most nights. Just okay, so tell easy. me about it. Tell me what that is, a guided meditation. So a guided meditation is where you listen to somebody speak, and they take you on this wondrous journey of peace and tranquility. They have them for sleep, anxiety, I. I use Insight Timer, and they've got any type of meditation you would want as a guided meditation. Okay. So, like, they describe some place you might go? Yeah. Or? Yeah. Okay. Like, you might be down at the beach, or you might be on a, a, a path in the forest, or you might just be laying down, you know, listening to the water lap around your feet as they hang off the dock. Okay. So, it's not, it's more... It's, I'm guessing, I have never listened to one, but I'm guessing it's more telling you um, what you're hearing and what you're seeing and what you're, you know, than it is describing a place. Well, it's a little bit of both, but what it does is it gives you something to focus on. Because for me, when I go to bed, you know, I do that. Am I going to have a nightmare tonight? Am I going to be able to get any sleep? But when I can put a guided meditation on and listen to that and focus on that, I sleep better. Hmm. Okay. There's there's a lot of different ways you can do meditation. There's, you know, and, and the Beatles started really with the transcendental meditation uh, in the 60s. So uh, it's always been around. It's just a matter of it's finally starting to become more in the stream of conscious of Americans. Okay. So it sounds it sounds like a this complicated thing that you do, but basically it's be still and present. And listen. And listen. It's not it's not hard. I mean okay. sometimes it's hard for me, but other people, you know, I know people who can sit down and meditate for an hour or two. That's not who I am. Are you if sure I, they're awake? Yes. Okay. But that's that's not what I want. I I love meditating, but I have a busy life and I don't 
I don't want to spend an hour or two hours meditating when I could be out doing something productive for me. Can you do it when you drive? Um, I haven't. I suppose you could, as long as you weren't listening to the sleep meditations, I suppose you could listen to them as you drive. But there's also a lot of books out there on just doing the breath work. You know, and that's something that you can do anywhere, anytime. Is just focus on your breath, in for three, hold for four, out for five. Okay, so it sounds like two parts, really. The breathing thing you do, mm -hmm. and then at some other time, you do some kind of a guided meditation right. while you're on a walk or while you're laying down or whatever. Right. I try and meditate twice a day, once in the morning to kind of calm my mind and be still for the day, and then at night to help with my anxiety and my fitful sleeping. Okay. I'm going to try it. I'm going to, I'm going to try it. Just, I'm going to have to think about how I'm going to measure whether it works, but I'm going to try it. Okay. You know, and it's one of those things, it, it, it goes hand in hand with, Buddha, with Buddhism, but Buddhism is not a religion. It's just a way to keep yourself right in the world. You know, my sponsor calls it keeping the right size. Because okay, so some people aren't going to know. I don't. <clears throat> I don't know that much about it, and some people might even know less than I do. Right? Um, can you? I mean, te you a teaching moment. Okay. Teach us something about Buddhism. Well, Buddha was an activist in that he actively encouraged people to think for themselves, but that is very different from telling people what to think. So, where religion tells you what to think. Buddhism tells you to think for yourself. And that's the biggest difference. Okay. So can you can you like be a Christian and a Buddhist or Absolutely. Or not? Absolutely. Okay. You can I'm be just Catholic asking. and Buddhist and Christian and Buddhist. You can be atheist and Buddhist. The Buddha was not a god. He was just the person that wanted to get people to think for themselves. Okay. So unless you're, uh, you know, unless you are a member of uh, a religious organization that part of it is telling you how to think, which I guess they all do a little bit, but not all as much as others. Um, <laughs> There's you your could, continuum. The, the, that's the continuum, isn't it? But so then you could like double dip. You could right. get the benefits of both. Absolutely. There's lots of people that are in an organized religion that practice Buddhism. Because, you know, back to meditation, I mean, like, prayer is kind of a form of meditation. Absolutely. Isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, you're kind of present in the moment, thinking about, I mean, you know, hopefully others in the world or whatever. You're kind of mm -hmm. present in the moment. And you're quiet, you know, <laughs> kind of. When you said that, it reminded me. I guess I've been meditating since I was about in third grade, and I had to start doing the Hail Marys and the Lord's Prayer in uh, Catholic school when I would have to go do my penance. <laughs> so, did, you, did you do that a lot? Um, let's just say more than most of the others. <laughs> 
<laughs> I knew, I suspected what your answer was going to be <laughs> as I asked the question. <laughs> yeah, you know, I got caught stealing wine out of the nunnery when I was nine, so... I did a lot of penance. And thus the beginning of another problem? Um, yes. Well, yeah. <laughs> Several other problems, we'll just say. All right. But, but you know, we, we've, we've talked about some of those, and you've reined a whole lot in, and, and uh, you have much wisdom now, my friend. Well... But again, it goes back to for, for me to, to stay right size because I have enough time and a big enough ego that the years in my sobriety don't do me any good anymore, that I have to remember the days. And I think that's what doing a meditation program reminds me of. It's just to be grateful for the days and not think about the years because my years can hijack my ego in like two seconds. Yeah, because you're like a big cheese in the group. Well, I don't know if I'd say that, but... Well, but I mean, you you are. You've so for the longest would be the larger chunk of cheese, right? Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, you know, it, that's the other thing that, you know, and my sponsor pounds it in my head that I have to stay right size because when you start counting the years and not the days... That's when you drink. Well, you kind of forget what it's all about. Right. You forget by counting the years, I'm thinking you kind of um, remove yourself from the struggle. Well, in a way. It's, it's just this mentality of, oh, I've got this. I don't yeah, need that's to go what to I meetings. mean. I don't have to work with a sponsor. I don't have to work with sponsees. I've got this. And when I start thinking like that, my sobriety is in peril. So do a lot of folks, this is a stupid question, number, I don't know how many, a lot of folks in AA, do they meditate? Yes. Is that it's, part of it? It's one of our steps, sought through prayer and meditation to, to use our contact with our, with our higher power. Paraphrasing there, because I got it a little wrong, but it's prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with our higher power. So, but not as many people in AA probably use it as they should. As but, in, as in religiously. Right. And see, I don't, I'd have a hard time saying I do it religiously, but I do it more days than I don't do it. I, to me, I suppose it would be, do you do it on the days you need to do it? No, those are the days I don't do it. <laughs> ah. <laughs> because I, you know, I'm just thinking there are days that a person is more anxious than others. Absolutely. Some folks aren't that anxious. It is all a continuum. Yes. But even for those who have anxiety under control, they have days, a job interview that's coming up or whatever, when yeah. they're cranked. Right. And you're saying meditation would help them. Absolutely. And I'm trying to get better about when I need it, that I can go to it, because it really is a good tool in my spiritual toolbox. I love it. I'm going to try it. And I'm sure you're going to, yeah, you'll ask me how it went, I'm sure. I will. But there's, there's one quote from the Buddha that kind of talks about the mindfulness and the meditation. It says, as you walk and eat and travel, be where you are. Otherwise, you will miss the most of your life. 
And that's a nice place for us to end another good conversation. Very good. Until next week. You've been listening to Coffee Break with Kay and Dana. Meaningful conversations from a lesbian perspective were brought to you by the Lesbian Talk Show. Listen to us on Podbean and iTunes. Follow us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. Until next week, be kind to one another, work hard, and watch amazing things happen in your corner of the world.